Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. And with that, we bring in Sports Illustrated senior writer, Chris Mannix covering the league for now 20 years. It's like his 20-year celebration. He entered it about the, the time LeBron did. You did, actually. In 2003, you started covering it. That's about LeBron's timeline. Roughly, more or less. Yeah. So, so when you look I'm not at, retiring, though, just no, to be clear. No, plenty of years left. Okay. So, um, we, I, you know, I think it's very hard in the NBA, even if you're a star coach, Kerr and Spo, got to walk on eggshells around stars. It's a player's league. LeBron... Spo had their moments, Kerr, KD. Those guys struggled at times to get buy-in from stars. Missoula's a kid, mm. right? He goes, he comes to a team that that's guys have been compensated. They're good. They were in a final, and he wasn't their first choice. It's hard. He didn't get buy-in. It's hard to bark like Malone when you don't have his career and his resume. Correct. So I, I read all Boston opinion over the last 48 hours is he's done. I would get it, but I think he's Brad Stevens guy. Is there a chance they just give him time to bake here a little bit? I think there is a good chance. Uh, You make the point that he's Brad Stevens guy. He's probably the closest thing that Brad Stevens has to a protege. Uh, Brad Stevens brought him in when he was a division three head coach at Fairmont. He put him on his staff. He made sure Ime Udoka retained him on his staff when Brad moved up to the front office. He made sure that Will Hardy and Danny Ainge couldn't take him to Utah when the Jazz were after him after Hardy came off that Celtic staff. And then he was the guy handpicked from behind the bench to take the role uh, once Ime Odoka was out. So there is a level of loyalty there with Brad Stevens and Joe Missoula. The only thing that makes me pause and say there's a chance they let him go is that this market is robust with championship-level coaches. You've got Mike Budenholzer out there. You've got Frank Vogel out there. You've got Monty Williams now out there. Uh, Nick Nurse now out there. You've got a number of elite proven coaches that are available on the market that weren't available 
at this time or in September of last year when Joe Missoula was abruptly elevated to that position. That's the only thing, Colin, that makes me wonder if this ends poorly tonight for the Celtics that Brad Stevens might make a move. I think if the other alternative for Brad Stevens and the Celtics is to flesh out that coaching staff. The brain drain in Boston has been real. Yeah. Like, Joe Mazzula was put in that job, but Ime Udoka wasn't replaced. Will Hardy wasn't replaced. Damon Stoudemire wasn't replaced. Right. They've got some quality assistants on that staff, but nobody with the gravitas that a Will Hardy or an Ime Udoka or even a Damon Stoudemire possesses. Right. So fleshing out that staff well, might be an alternative to all this. Yeah, by the way, Steve Kerr has got his Kenny Atkinson. Yep. He's had years ago Ron Mike Adams, Brown. Mike Brown. Like, if you don't think assistants, I mean, and you can watch, Kerr will turn to his guys 20 times in the game. Like, he's looking for information. So that's a great point. So I've said this before, is that um, there are, you can make the argument a lot of things converged. Jalen Brown's hands messed up. Um, This is, I never think the Tatum Brown vibe is perfect. It's D-Wade, LeBron, where it's not, aesthetically, it's like it can be clunky, but those guys were so damn talented, they just burrowed through it. They're not that talented. They're not iconic. They're just really, really good. There is an argument, and I think we have to come to terms with, I love Jason Tatum. Prep school, Duke, great coaching. Iconic coaching. Coach K. Brad Stevens was the best young college coach, bro. Then Ime Odoka. And then he gets a weaker coach, and it feels like he's shrinking a little. He is needed. He's not... His personality reminds me at times a little of Andrew Wiggins. Great kid, but sometimes you're like, seize the moment. Not everybody's MJ. Not everybody punches teammates, right? Like, it's just Embiid and Jokic, totally different personalities. Could I not argue that Tatum's here for the long term and Marcus Smart is probably the soul of it and you need a rim protector? But Jalen Brown's a great player and you could get players that more complement and elevate Tatum. That, that, that you can love Jalen Brown, but acknowledge it's not perfect Jalen Brown would get you picks and players multiple. It's worth a call, right? Well, they've made calls like that before. When Kevin Durant was available, that conversation centered around Jalen Brown. If there is a player on the Durant level that becomes available this offseason, I'm sure the Celtics would explore all avenues, but... I wouldn't do anything short of a Kevin Durant in exchange for Jalen Brown. I wouldn't trade him for quarters on the dollar. I wouldn't trade him for some kind of combination of picks and players. Whenever I talk to different executives about how they're building teams, the one thing they say is that we want to build around elite, versatile wing players. And oftentimes, when they talk about those players, like they say, like the two guys in Boston. Not the one guy in Boston, the two guys in Boston. Jalen Brown is viewed... Not on the same level as Jason Tatum, but a cut below. He's all NBA second team. Yeah. He had a phenomenal year. Now, he hasn't performed in this playoffs like you'd expect. And Jason Tatum, his inconsistencies go back to last season. I mean, game seven against Milwaukee's second round last year, Grant Williams doesn't go crazy. They don't win. Jason Tatum did not show up for that game seven. Game six, he was great. Game seven, he was not. In the finals, Tatum was awful. Jalen Brown was the best player for the Celtics yeah. in that uh, series against Golden State. So... As much as it's been puzzling to watch this team struggle and to watch Tatum be so inconsistent, unless you are blown away with the kind of offer you can't say no to and the kind of player you could never turn down, the only 
action you take with Jalen Brown is to offer him that Supermax contract and then see what happens next season. Let's pivot to the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, Kyrie's at the game last night, and we said he does provide what they need with his playmakers. And and if you had AD and Kyrie and LeBron, you don't need any of them to play 68 games. It kind of works. Now, we could argue all day and lament Kyrie's personality, which has gotten stranger. A, do you think LeBron retires? And what do you make of Kyrie once again, waving hi to the franchise. Last time Kyrie was at a Laker game, D'Angelo Russell went off. I think he had like 31 in that game. <laughs> of course he did. And Yeah, and like everybody said, oh, D'Angelo Russell showing Kyrie we don't need him. In this game, it was the culmination of four bad games for D'Angelo Russell and made you start to think, do we need Kyrie Irving on this team to be successful? Now, I don't believe LeBron's retiring. Nobody I talked to believe LeBron's retiring. Okay. His statements last night were a couple of things, I think. One, there was some authenticity to it. He just endured probably the most mentally and physically draining year of his career. Both. Start of the season, the Westbrook drama, that took a lot out of him. Has the most significant injury of his career, and then has to play 40-plus minutes in postseason games just to get these guys through. I understand in that moment, LeBron James feeling contemplative, feeling like he has to think about what his future wants to be. So I think there's awesome authenticity to it. But this was a leverage play too, Colin. We all know that. Like, nobody has leveraged situations through contracts and his career more than LeBron James. In Cleveland, series of one-year contracts, all designed to put maximum pressure on the Cavaliers' front office to win now and not worry about the future. So he's looking ahead next season with L.A. And I'm sure in the front office mind with the Lakers, running this back has its appeal. You bring back D'Angelo Russell on a manageable contract. Maybe you have to overpay for Austin Reeves, but this was a great team in the second half of the season, and they made it to the conference finals. That makes some sense. To LeBron, that might not make all the sense. He just watched Russell be a non-factor in these conference finals. All games. All games. And if he can't score, he can't defend, so he's pretty much useless out there. And LeBron's probably thinking, age 39, can I do the same thing over again? Can I survive a D'Angelo Russell flameout in the postseason? Probably not. So I think in his mind, he's saying, look, I have the one lever I have to pull is me. I can say, I'm not going to come back unless you do exactly what I want what you want me to do. Look, LeBron doesn't care. I don't think he cares about the future of the Lakers after next season. He doesn't. He's going to do whatever his son's going to do a year from now and go play wherever his son winds up playing. Next year is probably his last year to win a championship. And he's going to find a way, through any means necessary, to making sure the best possible players are on that roster. He's not going to play for anybody else, though. Nah. No, I mean, I, no. He, I, I never looked at this as, all right, maybe you can trade me somewhere else. Like Golden State, let me go up and play with Draymond. Or the Knicks, let me go play over there. He, when he went to California to play for the Lakers, this was as much about lifestyle yes. as it was about winning championships. I mean, so why would he want to leave Los Angeles when he's going to have a chance to watch his son play 10, 12, 15 games at home next year for USC? That doesn't make any sense to me. This is all about LeBron, in my mind, getting what he wants, and what he wants might be Kyrie Irving. But if you're the Lakers, are you really going to commit four years and $200 million to Kyrie Irving? Because when LeBron is gone... Kyrie remains, and that could set you back years for your franchise. Man. Um, what do you make of Jokic? I, I said this, as good as Shaq was, 
He didn't shoot pass like that. He didn't take the ball off the rim consistently and lead the break. This league has always been shaped by big men. He feels like the latest evolution. You get the European brain, sort of little ego, um, not super dynamic athletically, but I'm 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 watching. You know, because we the European guys play with men much younger, mm-hmm. so they mature very quickly. They come in very skilled. Uh, they used to be more finesse players. They're not as much now. They've gotten tougher. Uh, but they come in, you know, like Luca's game offensively was like a grown man at 20. And I look at Jokic and I think to myself, his ego's not going to blow it up. I'm going to make the comp. This has a Spurs feel. A selfless star who doesn't want endorsements. He wants his privacy. A second player who's better than he's being recognized, Tony Parker and Jamal Murray. And other players like Manu and Michael Porter, who are, for what they do, elite. Michael Porter, we waited five years for this. He was mm-hmm. the best high school player. I mean, like Michael, I'm from Washington State. Like, they talked about Michael Porter when he was like 14 years old. He's now 6'10", can defend. That we're looking at, and by the way, won't be a ratings titan, but it's got a Spurs culture vibe to it, doesn't it? It's a great comparison, and I think you're right, because Jokic does not want the attention. All throughout the last couple of months, while the MVP debate was raging, where it wasn't raging was in Denver, at least not in that Nuggets locker room, because frankly, Jokic didn't really care. Even though his teammates cared and Michael Malone cared, Jokic was never as obsessed with this MVP debate as, frankly, Joel Embiid has been, as Giannis probably was. Jokic just goes about his business. He doesn't want to do any interviews. You try to get with him uh, you know, in an extended setting, it's not going to happen. He's going to do his NBA-mandated media obligations, right. and that's about well, it. That's very Tim Duncan. Yeah, it's very Tim Duncan-like. So, And he is always going to be that selfless type of player. What I liked about Jokic after the game last night was in the moment where it could have been all about him, where he could have said, hey, haters, hey, everyone that said... I wasn't a playoff performer. Everyone that said I couldn't take a team to this level, well, I'm going to talk now about the equipment manager on that team. And he starts rattling off names of guys that have played for the team before and helped this team get to the level that it's at today. All this guy cares about is winning and seeing the guys around him succeed. So in that way, they are very San Antonio-like. Finally, does James Harden really have a market? Or is Daryl Morey trying to create one? <laughs> I don't look. I had this conversation with two executives yesterday about this this word in the water supply that James Harden could go back to Houston. Now I understand why James Harden would want to go back to Houston. In Houston, he was a god. He could do whatever he, he likes wanted. The city. He he likes the city. He likes the lifestyle, and most importantly, he likes that the franchise lets him do whatever he wants. Now, it's not run by the same guy, but it's uh, Raphael Stone, who was Daryl Morey's lieutenant, and it's Tillman Fertitta, who loves James Harden and let him do whatever he wants from an ownership position. So I understand why James Harden would want to go back to Houston. For the life of me, I can't understand why Houston would want him back. Like, Houston is in a position where they are in the infancy of a rebuild. They've got some pretty good players. Jalen Green, pretty good. Uh, Jabari Smith, pretty good. Alperin Sengun, pretty good. They're going to get the fourth overall pick. That's probably going to be a pretty good player. They've got the right coach. Ime Udoka is the right guy for that team because he is going to break them of all their bad habits. The What could blow this up and make it an untenable situation is injecting James Harden into that mix. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, you need 
veterans on that team, but you need P.J. Tucker-like veterans. You need guys that are going to show players the right way to play. James Harden is going back to Houston for James Harden. Right. That's why he's going back. And I don't mean to pound too much on the guy, but do you really look at James Harden as being a basketball role model for some of these young no, guys? I mean, you, you, you see these old quarterbacks in the NFL uh, that hang around, be, and the reason is they're, what they, they say, they're good in the film room. They're good in the quarterback room. You get a Trevor Lawrence and you bring in a, a Josh McCown or somebody, an older guy, it's like, he's great in the room. Yeah. James ain't great in the room. <laughs> but can you, I, I just, I've had so many of these conversations over the last six weeks, and everyone I talk to says they believe that James Harden's going back to Houston. Like, they, they, they do not believe this is a leverage play from Harden. They do not believe this is anything coming out of Philadelphia. Philadelphia wants him back. They want to bring him back on a big deal because if they lose him, then they might have an Embiid problem down the line if they start to struggle a little bit. Uh. But for the Houston Rockets to go out there and bring back James Harden is as nonsensical a move as it would get. If the Rockets go out and do that, I would be in favor of Adam Silver re- like doing what David Stern did with the Pelicans or the Hornets at that time, yeah. taking control of the franchise. Like, What are you guys doing? Don't screw this up. You're bringing James Harden onto a team with a bunch of 20-somethings. That is not a good basketball move. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't to me. We talked about it yesterday on the show. Chris Mannix, great stuff. Sports Illustrated senior writer. Good seeing you, bud. You too. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Sorry, J-Mac. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We got things going on today. There's a lot. It's a beehive of activity here. Beehive of activity. Okay, I'll, I'll take that for a dollar. Navian tankless water heaters. Go to tanklessmadesimple.com. 15-year warranty. J-Mac with the news. 
No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Uh, I've kind of taken Jamal Murray as like my guy, but Austin Reeves is rapidly rising on the ladder. How good is that guy? What a season he had with the Lakers. He's a restricted free agent and looking for a big payday. Hmm. However, Austin Rivers, yeah. son of Doc Rivers, yeah. has come out and said that Jordan Poole is a much better player yeah. than Austin Reeves. Yes. I love Austin Reeves. I love his talent. His best skill is how aggressive he is as a player. He's not the quickest, can't jump the highest, not the greatest shooter, not the most skilled. He can do a little bit of everything here and there. He's aggressive. He attacks. I love it. And he competes. His skill level is not the same as Jordan Poole's. Thank it's you. It's not even in the same realm. Thank you. Um, it's not. I don't know if you see the shit that Jordan Poole does. No, Jordan Poole's crazy. And the range he has, the shot, the shot making ability. If you're talking skill level for skill level, they're not even in the same. And I, again, I say this as an Austin Reeves fan. I like his game. He's nowhere near Jordan Poole. Mm. Just not get it twisted. Oh, yes, boy. don't get it Uh-oh. twisted. I feel like he, we're gonna. Have, it, this, he's right, by the this way. This smells about it like a debate is about to happen. So, just to be clear, he said skill level. Yeah, that kind of matters. Is Jordan Poole more skilled than Austin Reeves? Yes, sure. Yes. Who's a better team player? Oh, team. It, what do you mean team? I it's Austin it. Reeves hey, by a mile. Give me a bucket. What? what I mean, NBA is a team sport. Rarely not, do you say I need a bucket. Jordan Poole, go, yeah, go, go. Well, once I pay big money. I want talent, not team guy. When I'm paying you 100 large, I'm over the team okay. guy. Who, who do you sh- think LeBron would rather play with, Jordan Poole or Austin Reeves? Oh, ho, ho. see what I did there? Oh, yeah, who do you think would be a better fit for 100 million on a team that needs scoring every oh, night? Oh, yeah, a 25-win team. Yeah, go ahead, pay him money. Who do you think Steph Curry would rather have, Austin Reeves or Jordan Poole? Again, I like Jordan Poole. I've defended him on the show. Austin Reeves is a team player. Defense can run an offense, passes, rebounds. I l- you're making me sound like I don't like Austin Reeves. I do, but now it's a different Austin Reeves. Now it's not pesky, undrafted fifth guy on the team. Now it's like hundred twenty-five million dollars. No, 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 no. He get, no, no. The most he could get, I think, is like ninety-seven million or oh. something. I don't think hundred million dollar player. Well, we just established that Jordan Poole is not a hundred thirty million dollar player. Well, or whatever. Uh, on the open market, I'm telling you right now. Jordan Poole, in game, Steph didn't play. Average 25 a night. He's an electric player. Yeah, in the regular season. What happened in the playoffs when it matters more? Well, it's, they, 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 he's got a guy in front of him. Maybe you've heard of him, Steph Curry. He's kind of wow, good. I can't believe This is a surprising decision on Listen, your part. Listen, Jordan Poole drives me nuts. Okay, how about this? Jordan Poole at 30 mil or Austin Reeves at 17 mil? Depends on the team. First of all, I like Austin Reeves, and Jordan Poole does drive me crazy. But I, I have defended Jordan, and I, Jordan Poole, I was brutally critical during the playoffs. He has moments, he's a very immature player. So you're not going to give him the franchise. He's not a number one. You could argue maybe he's just a great three. But I'm, I'm saying in terms of the ability to break people down and get a good look, Jordan Poole's a fan. Austin Reeves can do that. Oh, By the way, he was the third best player in the Lakers in these playoffs. So he's established that he's a three. This is a surprising hill for you to die on, Cowherd. The Jordan Poole hill? After this postseason? And I like Jordan Poole. I'm probably one of the few guys who likes him. No, no. But when you compare times, him to Austin Reeves, it's no. a no contest for me. I would take Austin Reeves any day of the week. Mm. He does so many more things. Don't, don't, and don't make hey. me sound like I love Jordan Poole. He drives me nuts. Um, you think anybody would punch out Austin Reeves on the Lakers? Oh, boy. Now we're judging guys on that? 
By the way, I, Michael, the Warriors only said it Ma ruined their season. Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is a pretty oh, redeemable guy. I isn't love he? this. I love the Jordan references. Uh, next, <laughs> all right. This is this is kind of interesting. The Mavs, obviously, they need to retool their roster. They traded for Kyrie Irving, missed the playoffs. Dallas has a tenth pick. Multiple reports indicate they could deal that pick and a package to acquire DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix Suns. Colin, Mark Cuban, all he's done is screw up the last couple years. He butchered Jalen Brunson badly. Yes. The Kyrie deal didn't look great. If he trades for DeAndre Ayton, will there be a mutiny in Dallas? Well, uh, DeAndre Ayton um, is a big, but he's not a good defender. So uh, I, I, here's where he fits. He doesn't need the ball constantly. He, he can be a fairly low volume. I mean, is he going to shoot? But he's not happy being a low volume guy. He's well, happier getting 20, 25 shots a game well, that's and not, getting fed in the post. I think what happens is between Booker and Durant, you have two guys taking the yeah. shots and Chris Paul controlling the ball. He feels lost. In Dallas, he would be a much happier player. He would be a two. Now, I don't think he's a two. I think he's a three. Um, but I, th I, I understand where he's sitting there thinking, okay, Booker's the man. KD is now 1A. Chris Paul is the most respected in terms of leading the team. I'm better than a four. Hold on. Chris Paul has openly been like, I can't ride with this guy's work ethic. Booker and Durant seem out on Aiton, and you're telling me Luka's going to work with him? Well, I don't know. Here's my question. Does Dallas get, like, Hardaway? What do they get? Well, they would get, a like, a poo-poo platter of, like, Hardaway, Davis, Bertans, uh, whatever other guys are on the bench. The kid, I think Josh Green. Like, these are serviceable yeah, guys. Yeah, but they, they need bench. Phoenix so, needs Yeah, I would. Guys. I'm for If Phoenix yeah, is moving. It's a great deal for Phoenix. This yeah. is crap for Dallas. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good deal for Phoenix. I like it. Can, Phoenix can you, has their two stars. They need depth. Can you airdrop me Mark Cuban's number so I can just text him and tell him, do not do this under any circumstances? <laughs> I mean, this would be, I feel bad for Luka. I mean, I'm ready to buy a Luka Doncic jersey. That's going to be the next jersey I buy. Okay. And I might get an NBA jersey for you. Would you wear it, though? No. Why? I don't wear jerseys. I am So, like, just rolling journalist. around the house on a Saturday? No. Not just rocking, like, an NBA jersey? No. <laughs> on, this, on Saturday, I have a beautiful wife. I wear a tuxedo oh, almost stop. round the okay, clock fine, at the house. Fine. Tuesday, I don't, <laughs> two martini night. It's an NBA night. You're, you're wearing an NBA jersey, sipping a couple drinks. That's a no-go? No, no, no No-go. You look good in them, though. I saw you on the beach in Miami. That's funny. You like that Yeah, jersey. you look good in a jersey. Well, I know, obviously. Your gun show. show muscles, baby. <laughs> you got to show. <laughs> Anyways, final story. The 49ers, they had that quarterback dilemma uh, after Brock Purdy was hurt. Well, uh, according to the NFL, they changed a rule yeah. which allows teams to officially designate an inactive emergency third quarterback who can play if both active quarterbacks are unable to do that. Yeah. I yeah, I don't understand why they ever... This is very, very smart. Yeah. I don't understand why... Of course you have a... Th this is one of these... I think I brought this up several years ago. What are we doing here? You can't... You got it. You got to be. You have nine linebackers on a road trip. You're taking two quarterbacks. It's the most important position on the team. What remember, are you doing? Remember when McCaffrey was warming up in the NFC Championship game? You were like, "Oh my gosh, it's over." Just uh, can I can I drop a football note to you? Fire away. Per Diana Rossini at oh, Jets no. practice. More bad news on Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers tweaked his calf. By the way, I've had a calf injury last a long time. Very aggravating. Very concerning. Diana Rossini's a real journalist. 
Tweaked can be interpreted two ways. Did he rupture it or just tweak it? She's saying tweak. Could be a rupture. So Aaron tweaked his cat. Let me tell you something. You tweak those puppies down there. You know I play a lot of hoops. Our men's league team just won our opener by 29. So I had a calf strain. On on Amazon, you can go buy those calf sleeves for super cheap. I'll go order one for Aaron Rodgers right now and ship it to the Jets facility. They'll have it tomorrow. Calf sleeves work great. Aaron, this is no big deal. As long as it's not the Achilles, we're good. Starting to fall apart a little physically. Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. <laughs> and thanks for stopping by. <laughs> the Herd Line News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Well, he played for the NBA for over a decade. Now he's an analyst for Fox Sports Radio. 11 years, he made the playoffs seven times. He knows the Celtics, he played for them, and the Heat, he played for them as well. Very, very uh, well. In fact, he won a title with the Celtics. You know Spo. 
And I feel I feel a little bad for Joe Missoula because I think Spo is maybe the best coach in the world. And I mean, Joe's a young guy. He took over a team that got to the finals. He doesn't have a lot of buy-in yet, and this is a big job. It's like facing Nick Saban as a first-year coach in college. <laughs> Every other day, it's hard. What makes Spo great? What do you remember, Eddie, that really sticks with you on his coaching? Well, what makes him great is that he has the backing of the president, Pat Riley, the owner, Mickey Arison. His job is safe. Uh, so his message is going to be conveyed and either you get with the program or get lost. The other thing is, let's not forget this. Eric Spolstra, he's going to have you prepared, right? The Miami Heat will have you prepared for every, any and everything that a team can can throw your way. And they're going to mix coverages up as we've seen them. Trap Jason Tatum, uh, Brown at times. They run the zone and then they'll switch at times. So they're keeping the, the Celtics off balance. But I, back to your Joe Mazzulla point of being a young coach. Let's not forget that it took Eric Spolstra. It wasn't his first year when the big three first got together. When LeBron made the decision to go to Miami, that wasn't his first year as a head coach. It was his first year having stars and understanding how to massage egos, how yeah. to make sure that you could get that to work. And to me, that's what Joe Mazzulla is going through right now. And But you got to get the buy-in from your stars. You know, I like Tatum and Brown. But I always said LeBron and D. Wade weren't the perfect tandem. They were just so darn talented. They bulldozed their way to titles with Chris Bosh there as well. I don't think Brown and um, Tatum are a perfect tandem, but they're so good they can get you places. Um, would you consider, if they get swept, would you consider taking a call? You're going to keep Tatum on Jalen Brown if you got picks, a couple players. Would you take a call on Jalen Brown and break him up? Well, first, I will have to sign Jalen Brown to that uh, that extension. Um, he's due, I think, five years, 296, because he made all NBA. So I would sign him, and then that gives you some flexibility to, if you pick up the phone, you have somebody that's locked in. Uh, you have them locked in for X amount of years, and that's a little bit more attractive to other teams than not knowing that if, if, if he doesn't sign the extension, that, okay, he might just be here for one year, might just be here on loan. So... I think first order business is taking care of that. And then, yes, of course, you're going to I'm, I'm, I'm taking all phone calls on on everybody at this point. You know, um, I know Jason Tatum is probably the untouchable for. Uh, but again, he's been inconsistent in these playoffs, a great talent. But I think that's the main thing with with uh, with Jalen Brown is that he's been in the, the talks forever. And the Celtics pretty much have wrapped their mind around the fact that Jason Tatum is going to be the face of the franchise. So, yeah, I would definitely take calls. So when you look at Jimmy Butler, who's literally 30% better in the playoffs than the regular season, um, and you're facing better coaching and better players, do you ever remember a player in your 11 years in the league that was better in the playoffs and noticeably better? Because I don't. Mm, uh, that That's tough. Um, you know, I played with some really, really good players, and they raised their level up, but the, the difference is, is Jimmy is just a, a different animal out there. And then, you know, the playoff Jimmy thing is real. Uh, you know, you just rattled off the numbers. He's 30% better than he is in the regular season. But he's playing every game in the playoffs where he took some games yeah. off in the regular season. Yeah. But I also think that his preparation is is they're going to put you in the – the Miami Heat are going to put you in the best position to succeed offensively and defensively and if you look at what he's doing, how he's leading the team, he'll he'll go guard Jalen Brown. He'll go guard Jason Tatum. And when you have your leaders 
out there doing that, it's very easy to fall in line. So I think his leadership is invaluable. That's the number one thing. And he embodies everything what the Miami Heat organization is about. Uh, an underdog, a hard worker, a fighter, um, and, and is going to uh, fight to the end and play as hard as you can. And he's really disciplined. He's disciplined in everything that he does, offensively getting to his spots, using pump fakes, and then defensively, not gambling too much, but just staying in the right place, staying in passing lanes. And that's doing due diligence watching film. Yeah. Do you think LeBron retires? Mm, I don't think so. I think he has a goal in his mind of getting to play, having an opportunity to play with his son. Now, last night, I think the much emotions was running high. He just got beat in the playoffs. So you yeah. get asked that question. You got a lot of things that, it, <laughs> that, that are going on in your head at that particular moment. So I think that it was he answered that with a little bit of frustration um, and also just uncertainty on where the team will be next year. So, but I don't think he'll retire. I think he's going to try to make that goal of playing with his son a reality. Would you take a chance on Kyrie Irving, who was at Crypto Arena? They did play together and played well together. I mean, Kyrie is a baller, man. He could play. And um, I did, after what D'Angelo Russell did, I mean, yes, I would. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 here's my thing. I don't need him to be the face of the franchise. In Brooklyn, he had too much power. With AD and LeBron, I don't need him to be a great defender. I don't need him to be my foundational piece. Can he play 60 regular season games? He led the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. If I could get him for two years or three instead of four, if you ran the Lakers, would you give him a two-year deal? No, no doubt. I would. I would. Because then now you got three guys that can go get it done, three closers. You know, with Anthony Davis' health, that's in question. But at any given night, LeBron could be the one. Any given night, AD yeah. could be the one. And any given night, Kyrie could be the one. So you got to have that versatility. And I think they all play different styles of basketball. The way LeBron plays is different from how Kyrie plays. Anthony Davis plays different from those two. So I think that's a great mix. And then you build around that. You do that. That's something that, that I would look at if I was running the Lakers for sure. By the way, it should be noted in Cleveland, when he wasn't the face of the franchise, it worked. In Boston, Kyrie was kind of asked to lead it. It didn't. Brooklyn, he's the one that created that team, right? It didn't. You bring him to in Dallas, you know, it's Luca's franchise, but Luca's a kid. AD, LeBron, veterans, been there. You know, they've got some buy-in from Kyrie. It's a unique situation where you don't need him to be a great defender and you don't need him to play great every night. What you need him is make shots in big spots. It's kind of what he's been doing for 10 years, right? He's a big well, shot maker. No doubt. No doubt, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and again, you talk about that Cleveland team. That Cleveland team had LeBron any given night. Well, most of the night he was the number one. Ky uh, Kyrie plays different than LeBron and then Kevin Love. All those guys play different, so they those pieces fit perfect together because yeah. neither one of them are getting in the way. Nobody's stepping on each other's toes. And at any given moment, that guy could be the guy for the game. And that's all you really look for when you start putting these teams together and start piecing the right players with other players and hoping that it meshes. I think Ky uh, Kyrie is unique in that regard because – he can play off the ball as well as with the Yes, ball. yes, and that is key because Austin Reeves and LeBron can run the offense. He can be off ball. Something to think about. Great seeing you as always, my man. Appreciate it, Eddie. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. Groundbreaking runs in the family. Eight new SUV models. Check them out. Mercedes, MBUSA.com. I don't have if, – if you told me I could sign Kyrie to a year deal in one second, two years I'd consider it. Four no thanks. 
But I would for a year. I mean, you got you got to move off D'Lo. You're going to move off Beasley, D'Lo, Vanderbilt. You keep Rui, Austin, LeBron, AD. If you have three old guys or three guys with injury, one's off every night. And by the way, you just communicate that. You're like, guys, what? we're not going to have you play a ton together over the course until later in the season, but two of you play, one doesn't. Yeah, the problem is getting to the playoffs. In the playoffs with those three guys healthy, you've got a great shot. But you got to get to the playoffs. Can they do that? We saw how that worked with Russell Westbrook, Colin. Not very good. All right. Well, I don't think LeBron's retiring. You don't either. Absolutely not. By the way, who you got tonight? Heat are favored by one or one and a half. I'll take. Last night I said take the Nuggets. You said take LeBron props. You were right. No. I said take the Nuggets and the points. I'm going to take Miami tonight. I think it's a very spirited effort, especially in the first half by Boston. I think they'll play their butts off. They don't want to be here. Celtics first half bet? I think Celtics first half, I take Miami to eventually win because the longer the game goes, coaching matters the longer a game goes. I think Boston's energy will probably be great. It can't be worse. <laughs> I mean, I thought they quit in the second quarter last game. Like, second quarter, I'm like, they're not fighting through screens. Like, they're not. Say what you want about Boston last year. They were feisty. They were physical. I mean, forget the adjustments. You could see, you could turn the sound down. Yeah. They were fighting through screens. Get That team just stopped fighting through anything in the second quarter. So that's when the players are telling you, we don't buy into the coach. But Miami is not letting up. There is zero let up. In this. They're, they're tenacious right now. All their guys hungry as hell. They got like three or four guys playing for contracts. And they're all playing way above their head. It's incredible. What if they beat Boston by 28 tonight? Would not surprise me. Nothing would surprise me. All right. Be safe. First things first. In New York, the show with an unlimited budget. We're Jelly. See you tomorrow. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.